Just a few film nerds breaking out of a rut Drooling over cinema that's hard and uncut Stick us in your ear, thrill to this month's picks And come and listen in, we're measuring flicks I thought Robert De Niro is going to be an outlier and the movie's going to be about him and Robin Williams like digging into his condition to try and figure out how to help these other people. And then Dr. Sayers, what is it? It's a fucking miracle. And he's at that moment I'm you're like no, Ooh, no way. way. No, no way. No way. Yes. And Penny Marshall's a genius cuz you could cut from that to them bursting into the ward. But they don't. No, they don't. They give you about 30 seconds of them running down hallways and stumbling. And stumbling and, and finding you. Where's my chart? It's in your hands. Where's no, my glasses? Where's my on glasses? Your face? They're on your face. Yeah. yeah, he opens the door and she gives us a little time. And that time allows you to wonder. Because if, if they'd all... just gone right from It's a Miracle to opening the door, there's no there's no moment for you to be like, well, wait, what if it's just one? Right. Or what if someone's moving a little? Mm-hmm. And you're also getting more and more excited with them, too, as they're like fidgeting like oh my god wondering with them and it's also that's also a a cinematic visual trick characters in motion make you feel like things are happening yes (laughs) (laughs) so we've been tricked into feeling that (laughs) but yeah they burst through the doors and you've had enough time to let hope yes establish itself in you and they're not jumping up and juggling they're all slowly people waking up from a long sleep and that is exactly what they look like most we, of them look like they just this had they slept a couple hours too long the and lighting, they're groggy. The lighting is a great choice. Yeah. They keep the lights low, almost off, with the blue emergency lights shining in the mm-hmm. middle, and those blue lights and like the woman approaching the blue light and reaching for it, and that that dusk. It's warm colors, even though there's even though the lights are blue. I would say the ward is generally warm. warm, and that blue light gives it a touch of oddity like you're mm-hmm. looking at a fairy it, tale yeah, cause scene it, yeah because it feels to me like if you normally are used to waking up at say seven seven o'clock in the morning every day but you have to wake up tomorrow morning at 4 30 because you have to catch a flight right it's that kind of feeling like where you're 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 awake three hours earlier than you used to right and it's it's dark when it's usually light out or even better, it's like when you take a nap in the middle of the afternoon and you wake up and it's <laughs> yeah. seven o'clock and you don't know if it's seven in the morning or seven, seven at, at night. night for a little while. You're like, wait, wait, but it's kind of like that. Yeah, that sort yeah, yeah, of yeah. feeling. It's odd. It's weird. It's, it's twilighty, but it's also now just a little weird. And in that little bit of like there, that moment feels magical. Mm-hmm. Like it almost feels It's like fairies coming out is. of the woods It in is, a way. it's, it's very your box. Go for <laughs> well. well, we put the microphones on game boxes Carl's not touching my <laughs> vagina But um, there's a moment in there Where De Niro Is sitting up in bed Because he's fine He's, yep. he's, and he's fine. watching the rest he's of the watching wo- the rest of them and I almost said watching the rest of the wilderness come alive, but it is that's kind of like that. Exactly what it's like. That's a perfect watching the wilderness come alive. That's what it, the feel is. That's it's, the birds are waking up and chirping. For right, that first it, dog. The that's the wrong look. That's not how the scene looks, but that's no, the emotional that's feel. The emotional feel is the forest is coming alive. Yeah. That's a great way to put it. And uh, Robert De Niro is looking around happily, and he happens to. And this is where. This it took me this long to notice that his eyes are tracking normally now because this is where his eyes scan right over to Robin Williams and he catches his eye and there's a moment where he looks at him and then recognition hits his face. It's oh my god, dude! Mm-hmm. You can it's you can see it's it, there's so many little things blended together so masterfully. It's like I'm gonna say Matisse, but Bird is gonna say that's the, a bad artistic analogy. Mm-hmm. But it's you, you know what I'm saying. It's it's so many colors all blended together softly and beautifully. It's so hard to pick things out. Yeah. Of it's this all performance. just one. It's so naturalistic. Yeah. It's fluid. And, but he, he sees him, there's recognition. And then that smile on his face, it is literally like childhood. Like it's, you know what it is? The smile is look, dad, they all woke up. Yep. That's what it is. It absolutely is. Like, hey dad, look, Hey dad, look, they're all awake. And Robin Williams looks at him like stunned. Like again, it's that like like gears slipping. Can't comprehend what I'm seeing. And then he, the smile that he gives him is like, "Yes, they are." Yeah. 
Yes, they, sure are, son. they are. G- Jesus, dude. Fuck. That again, like you want to just talk about, I could watch a gif of that like all day long. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> just him smiling yep. at Robin Williams, Robin Williams smiling back. That's not a bad idea. If you're feeling bad, just pull out a gif of those, those boys smiling at each other Jesus. and just fucking forget about it. Uh, and then I'll sob like a child. Well, I mean, and you know, then we get, we get some really interesting stuff right after that. We get, we get the, there's, we get into a bit of comedy. There's probably 15 minutes. Oh, just straight up like. It is very. Lighthearted. It's comedy. Very lighthearted. Yeah. yeah. It's. Um, well, we don't know the. Well, I wrote yeah. down, um, even, it, I wrote down, okay, so like we get the, we get the, the, like, come on, you've got to take your medicine. You know, like, come on, sit down in a chair. I've been sitting for 25 years. Right. I'm not sitting <laughs> sit down. No he's, more. And he's yeah. running around the thing. And yep. there's the the, uh, the one female patient's looking at the female nurse. And she's like, this morning, I went to the bathroom all by myself. And it's, again, she manages all, all the people who are supposed to have come in as kids manage childishness without being like, and oh, oh my- golly, we yep. just- It's none of that shit. It's, it's like- if 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 it, it's what would you what you would be if you went into a coma at age ten and woke up yep. at age forty? They all pull it off. They all pull it off like beautifully, beautifully. And the nurses' reaction to hearing that, like the nurses, oh, congratulations! It's like, not even that. It's no. the nurses just like she doesn't even hear what she's saying. No. She's just like yesterday you were in a coma. Yeah, <laughs> you were catatonic. They yesterday. are all. Like watching the nurses, the nurses' reactions. They're like, they're trying casually to do their job. <laughs> they're like, "Fuck it, I don't care if you get your pills. You're on your feet." Yeah. What in Miracles fuck am I have happened seeing here today? Yeah. What, they're, yeah, they're all like, just everyone's overjoyed. The mm-hmm. people who are overjoyed to be awake and they're like dancing, and the one guy's like singing to himself, and people are just like, "All yeah, right, well, what day is it? I don't know." And it's right. at, at this point, it's played kind of goofy, like. Yeah. What, well, you know, I got to go to school. And it's like, you're 90 years old. You're not going to school. You're not going to school. <laughs> and all the nurses are just like, there's joy. The whole room is just goddamn God it, joy. It's, mm. it's, but it's okay. To, I think this. it's fine for it to be that little bit of... Oh, yeah. No, of, this of, is... Not even campy. It's just enough. This of, is... It's of perfect. That. It's perfectly yeah. done. It's not slapstick or goofy. It's it not... It didn't turn too far the other way and become and something it isn't. It, it showcases simple pleasure mm-hmm. which eventually becomes robert de niro's one of his Whole, theses yeah. for basically for his being awake for his brief time that he's given is take pleasure in everything mm-hmm. because you know there what if you close your eyes and you don't wake up for 20 years or you yeah. don't wake up ever take joy and pleasure in everything and penny marshall manages God, to i want to be a vampire manages to catch that we should do a month of vampire movies, yeah. but only good ones. Well, this does touch on that whole that conversation on uh, of only lovers left alive. It's the same. It's a, a being able to cherish things. It did the same sort of thing where that only lovers left alive makes me want to like, oh my god, there's only so much time wow, to read in, all these books in opposite directions. With this, too. In, in opposite directions, where this, it's like you're only awake for a few. And enjoying those small things, yeah, that, yeah the in, breath of, of of air from a fan. They have the not same, having to read. They have to read. They have the same that. premise, and they reinforce it with opposite arguments. In Only Lovers Left Alive, they're like, if you had, Jim Jarmusch says, if you had a thousand years to live, his postulation is, mm. if you get to be as old as these vampires are, you don't give a fuck about the big stuff. You enjoy the beauty of a flower or the gorgeous way that a broken guitar curves inside mm-hmm. you know like you notice the little things yes. when you have an infinite amount of time you realize the big shit doesn't matter yes. and it's the little stuff you should cherish in this movie it says when you're only awake for three months notice the little shit because you don't have any that's all that fucking matters yeah all that fucking matters is the little shit everybody yeah. has the same point and you know what sucks it doesn't matter how many times we hear it you stop you paying still attention stop paying to attention it. Because when after we watched Only Lovers Left Alive, I was positive that I was my life was going to dramatically change, and it did. It did for about a um, week and a half. I would say I made it almost a month. Yeah, I was yeah I was reading books and like smelling flowers and shit. Yeah. And then you know what happened? Uh, Cherry Fest. Yeah. And no, film no. Fest. So I lasted as long as you did then. Yeah. Because I was 
I was doing some stuff. Once you get into the grind of, because we're both in a service industry of a yeah. sort. Once you get like into customer service mode and you get into that work grind, you get home, you go to bed, you wake up, you get your coffee. Yeah. Once you get into that grind, it is desperately hard to enjoy the little things. Yeah. Which is why we need to watch more movies like Awakenings and The Only Lovers Left Alive. I'm really glad we did this. Yeah. Um, I wrote down, even if I know this cannot last... I'll take these fleeting happinesses. I wrote that during the dance mm. because during the dance, I got in this weird indefinable, maybe it's knowledge of how generally story arcs of this sort work. Right, yeah. But there was some sort of indefinable knowledge that this is all going to go away. Yeah. You know it. At you that know point. it. I think, I think. Anyone watching it, there's, yeah, there's something undefinable that happens where it keys you into it. It's not like, there's no foreshadowing of it. No. Nothing has happened yet to, to, it's, what's the word? to make us um, think that, but it's just, there's a looming sense of, of. Is it, uh, what's the word? There's a word, there's a French word that right. means this. It's like this indescribable air of something. Mm-hmm. It's not, that's not the word. But yeah, it's like, oh, but you just know, oh, he's going to get shot. Yeah, oh, you know what I mean. Yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. In a movie, is, in, in, a in a movie, movie yeah. you're just you. All of a sudden, and know in your heart, you're Something's, like, oh, like this can't. He's be gonna good. die in the next couple minutes. Yep. Like you just know it all of a sudden. I think it was the way that the dance hall was lit. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. It seemed like twilight. It was it. It's twilight. The dance hall is almost too dark. It feels mm-hmm. a little oppressive, and also there's a sort of desperation to the revelry. Yes. there. Where it feels, you know, like they're all having a great fucking time, but there's a there's a franticness to yeah. it that is a hurried nature to the and whole it's, thing. It's a uh, the yeah. scene is joyful. You're yes. like you're like God, look at him dancing. But and there is something. I'll it's have like, a Rob Roy like yeah. that. Come on, make it a make a it a virgin. virgin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And she's, she's like, is it legal again? Like, come on, that's <laughs> right. a hilarious, hilarious joke. She went she went under in prohibition. She's yeah. like, yeah, for a long time now. Like, but but again, there's. It's like the, you know, it's, you're having a great day on the beach, but you got a sliver in your foot. You know, mm-hmm. you don't really think about the sliver, but you know, it's there. Yeah. That's the feeling. Cause the scene is awesome, but I knew something is, is a like, little bit weird. Yeah. You're like, you're not, it's not going to last, but, and I think this is important, even knowing that it wasn't going to last and all these people were, were going to go back into their catatonic states and it was going to be horrifically agonizing to watch because having seen Robert De Niro perform up to this point, mm-hmm. You know that his decline is going to be brutal. Brutal. And it is. It is. It's the most, might be the most upsetting I think a, thing I've I ever think, seen. I was going to say, and the, we can talk about it. So we know that uh, that they all end up going back, starting with Robert De Niro, because he was pulled out first, do you like wanna, weeks before. Do you want to do the neutrality of the a- aftermath really quick? Sure. And then we will do the his decline. Okay. Because... Oh my God! Oh, the one line that I that I wrote down that that uh, made me ball. Yeah. Before we go too far ahead, it's right. like when Robin Williams asks him, "When did you know that it wasn't a dream?" Mm-hmm. And Leonard's response is, "When I spoke and you understood me." Yeah. Fuck me, dude. And you know what? Which is that? And is then that when he wrote down need... Rilke's Panther? Mm-hmm. Or is that when he said, "It's so quiet"? <laughs> right. So. Um. Right. So. Oh, that's a good point. So where oh, I know, where is that? I just thought of that. Change. Fuck me, goddamn it! Messed my brain Messed up my a little bit. Shit. <laughs> um, I liked. I think Penny Marshall made a really good choice after the dance. We go to the montage of them all sitting around, and some of it is them playing cards. And he was granted a divorce from you in 1953. Oh, thank God. You know, right. like funny. Ha ha ha. Next one. How you doing, man? Well, I'm in my fifties. My wife is dead, you know, or my parents are dead. My wife left me and my kid went off somewhere left. I feel old and tired and swindled. And swindled. Like, so you go from like, oh, we're playing cards to I feel cheated out of my entire life. Mm -hmm. How do you think I feel? That seems relentless. And then they cut back and it's another person and he's playing piano. And and then... um, the first woman that he, uh, Robin Williams noticed her reflexes mm-hmm. and she grabbed, takes his hands and stands up and says, take me away from here. So innocently. Ugh. I I think this is a, this is a really great choice for Penny Marshall, which is in the aftermath of that frantic, we're all awake. She doesn't show us like all of them being like, Oh no, we're all, the world has left me. 
or doesn't show them all still being like, we're awake. How great right, is this? Right. Because these are all There's people. There's a balance to it, and they each have their own story. Everyone reacts to things differently, and Penny Marshall shows Just us. Just like the records, they all have a different tune that moves them. Some of the happy people seem like they're just getting by. Some of the happy people seem happy. Some of the sad people don't realize they're sad, and some of the sad people are bitter. Yeah. This is just a group of people surviving something that they've been through, and Penny mm-hmm. Marshall manages to show us a cross-section of them all without it feeling, feeling stilted or awkward. Yeah. It's amazing. It's really, And without really it, without it being game. like, and this is the angry one, this is the sad one, this is the one that's, that's right. going to find, you right. know, there, there's yeah, no yeah, archetypes yeah. in there. It's, it's just a it's blend not, of real people. Right, exactly. The movie manages to be incredibly naturalistic. Mm-hmm. Um, so now... We are in, and we get we get uh, Robert De Niro's speech. We'll jump past it to get to his decline, but his speech, I think, is because we covered the content of his speech, which is about appreciating the appreciating life. Yeah. He, I love the fact that he hands Robin Williams a newspaper and he says, "Look, it's all bad. We got to show him that it's good. So the good stuff. It's yeah. all good." He's like, "Life is great. Life is so good. What are they talk? They're they're wrong. Like he right. doesn't understand how there can be bad news because everyone's alive." Like all the people who are living, they're alive. I tasted food today. I felt the breeze of a fan. We went dancing. I read a book. I read the pages. I felt the pages. Exactly. Fuck me, dude. I hear the sounds of traffic. He's like, these people are don't get it. Yeah. He's like, come on, let's go tell them. And Robin Williams is like broken. Yeah. He's like, it's the it's it's Robin Williams is you and me after talking about only lovers left alive where he's like, oh, shit, I need to go look at flowers more. Yeah. And not in not in a cheap way. I said that in a cheap way, but I don't mean it that way. No, but I, I, yeah. Yeah, we know what I mean. Yeah. I'm genuinely mean. Go look at a fucking flower. Go look at a goddamn flower. (laughs) I'm actually reading a book about botany right now, so. Really? Yeah. So, the decline of Robert De Niro starts with him asking for a walk. He wants the right to go He's sitting in front of the board, and almost like, it feels like he's on a parole it, oh my Question, god it like does. asking for his freedom when he is you're not just telling us what we want to hear are you son uh get, well, you, no sir no way because no we just want to hear the truth yeah well then i guess i am telling you what you want to hear yeah. boy didn't we just tell you not to do <laughs> right, that yeah Sorry. but it is that though it is it's, it's very parole it's someone feeling. having to like i i'm an innocent person i'm in an institute i'm 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 well now he's defending his liberty his liberty yeah which is kind of weird. And while he's and, and and at this point he's he is he is Leonard. He is one hundred percent cured at this point. Yeah. Well, he's also on the downslide. On the downslide. Which not just Robin Williams notices. Right. There are other people. Several that notice. doctors notice. Just small little ticks that start subtle. happening. Like repetitive gestures and well, and it starts ticks with just and, an eye tick. Yeah, and Robin Williams picks up on that. Mm-hmm. He picks. He's the only one who sees the first tick. But once his hand comes up, it's a it's the double touch down. Yep, double touch down. And once that happens, then it's, by the way, to to his credit, to again, it's I think this whole performance is seam, seamless. Robert De Niro is absolutely mm-hmm. amazing in this. I tried. To emulate because I was watching the physicality of oh, the sure. ticks. You were trying to ape the, the the motion that he's using, right? And, and and not like like I'm gonna master this, or even like I'm gonna do a casual imitation. I just wanted to figure out what the mechanics of doing that fluidly would be like, and I can't do it. I cannot do it. I tried for like 20 minutes. After I finished that movie, I was like, oh, you know, I'll see you later tonight. And I went upstairs and I was like, I wonder if I could do, I tried the really just basic stuff, like keep moving your head mm-hmm. in like a repetitive way just where you turn that. to the left and back up. I cannot do it. You have to be so conscious of what, yeah. It, yeah. That's, and cause, and that really shows, cause you know, you see it and you're like, I could touch my eye a couple times. Right. But it's the way he's it's doing different. it. It's different. It's different. He, it's, he, it's hours of study. There's a weird sense that. That maybe some once he got into the mode of doing ticks, that, he that maybe ticking. it was ticking. Yeah, yeah. There, that he maybe had to like stop. Himself it's so natural. It. It's yeah. so convincing. It's so convincing, even if it's not realistic. Because I haven't, you know, gone and researched like what mm-hmm. like, real ticks look like. I've seen a couple people who have mostly eye ticks, like the yeah. hard blink. But um, it it's believable. In no way are you like. Yeah. Yeah. Look, he's doing that. Oh, I'm having a seizure thing. Not no, like it looks like all a, the prisoners is on the Patreon exclusive. It's not like um, Detective blinks a lot. I like that 
acting choice, ass. I know anyway, we talked about <laughs> we it before. Anyway. But that's a difference for me. It's a difference between right, 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 that right, right, right. And, and what works we see for me Robert. doesn't work for you. Yeah. But I feel like Robert De Niro's ticks work for everyone. It just fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's the difference. Yeah, I get good tasting notes from prisoners. You get mixed and maybe mostly bad tasting notes from mm-hmm. prisoners. But this is hard to argue. Like everyone's like, ooh, this, this is, is the exquisite. one. Exquisite. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. There's something about it. But it's seeing that tick. I wrote down, it's like the little stone of hope in my heart turned out to be sandstone all along and has yeah. started to dissolve. Yes. That's what it feels like. The first, the first tick you see, you're like, no, no, no. Mm-hmm. It all gets taken away from you. And, and realizing that then still doesn't prepare you for some of the things that happen when he's, some of the moments Mm-mm. when, when he is in his decline, the, no, you, there's no way to be ready the, for what happens. So I, the, um, when, when, when he starts having his, his like seizure essentially and Robin Williams, they was filming him originally and then he was going to stop because, you know, to save his, um, uh, you know, cause he, no one wants to film yeah, somebody right here. being like so that. So he, he says, he no. starts to film his decline. Yeah. We see a montage to, just to set it up for the listener, yeah. um, as he declines, Robin Williams has been using the same camera that he used to cat to to um to to document the 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 awakenings to chronicle the, right to chronicle his like his cure yeah and now he started to he chronicle, to chronicle the de- his decline. The decline. So at one point Go he ahead, gets at one point Ro, the, Leonard gets so bad that Robin Williams goes to shut the camera off because it's so bad. The Can I walk him through the scene? Go ahead. The the lines because yeah, I know you have them. I know there's a yeah, there's an urge to avoid the lines cuz they'll break your heart. Yeah, I know. It's Go the ahead. worst thing I've ever seen. Yeah. It's amazing, but it's no. You it's you ahead. You have it written down. Then. I did. I I I I cataloged the whole scene. All right, do it. I do, went it back, do it. Do it. So He's going to show Robin Williams. He's been he builds models, and he's trying to show him plans for a model, and he can't find it because he's starting to slip a little and cognitively slip mm-hmm. as well. So Robin Williams says, "Maybe another time," and he cl- he clenches his hand hard on a piece of paper and cries out in surprise and pain. And we haven't seen him hurt yet. We've seen ticks. Right. Where he's, you know, and he, we hear voiceover at one point where he's talking about his ticks and he's like, they don't really bother me. You know, it's just like, oh, this is in, because I kind of like them because they make things interesting. But what bothers me is I'm not sure who's in control, me or the ticks. Right. But this is the first time that something's hurt him and he doesn't know what it is and he's so scared. Mm-hmm. And he asks Robin Williams, what's happening to me? And you realize this is new. This isn't a tick. This isn't this a thing is that's a new th- happened before. We have now entered something new, which is important because of what Leonard says in a bit. Mm-hmm. You have to know this is a new experience. And he seizes up and falls back, and he's making sounds. And Robin Williams is like, you're going to be okay. And Leonard ignores that. And tr- he can't, he's going, just making a, it's a verbal, it's a repetitive verbal seizure. And he struggles out, get the camera, get the camera, get the camera, get the camera. Yeah. And Robin is, you can see Robin Williams is, Robin Williams is like torn. He's like, I, I do don't, I get the do camera? I get my stay with my friend? Do I get the camera? And he runs and gets the camera. And Robin Williams' heart breaks and he starts filming Leonard. His friend. And, and having a painful clenching seizure like laid out like and he's been trying there's stuff that comes before this Mm -hmm. that makes this scene hurt more but for now let's just stick with this and he goes he films for a couple seconds and you hear the the verbal tick start where he's it sounds like pain he's just like "Uh, uh, 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 uh." and robin looks away from down from the camera and he goes Leonard, I can't do this. I'm, I'm turning. Look, I'm going to turn the camera off. It's not. It's like I can't. I can't. I can't, do this right. I can't look at you in agony like this. You're my friend, and I. Mm-hmm. I feel he feels responsible too. You can. It's all over the performance. Mm-hmm. He's like, look, what did, I, what did I do to you? And Leonard goes. N- uh, he goes. Uh, no, one time, one time, and then he goes. He starts saying the word learn mm-hmm. over and over again. He goes, learn, 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 learn from me. Learn from me. Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. That's yeah, and that's like I had to st- I stopped the movie. I like, yep. just sat on the couch and cried for a while. I think Danielle was still watching at this point. She watched most of it with me. That and she's like just this movie can't just bawling. That line is the line I think hurts so much because it's the moment when you realize that Leonard has given up. Yep. That he that he knows there's there's a line we have to talk yep, about really yep. quick because it, it's it's why this scene happens right before this. He's oh. in the ward and he's clutching um the grating on a window and he's having he's having his ticks and he says can you can you stop this to robin williams really quietly so no one else can hear and robin williams goes i don't know and leonard goes don't give up on me that's the moment immediately preceding this one we've right into the we've seen him deteriorating and deteriorating his tics are bad he gets really he has he has a mental break where he believes he has persecution delusions Delusions, where he thinks people are he gets bodyguards he thinks people are coming to get him he like closes off part of the ward he he starts like a little mini prisoner revolution he's and he's deteriorating physically rapidly and there's a there's a beautiful sequence of three moments there's one where robin williams comes to can um to kind of try and tell him, like, look, dude, look, Leonard, you are deteriorating. I can, we can try to fix this, or you can keep fighting, like, against us. And mm-hmm. like, he's that's what he's doing. He's like starting riots. Oh yeah, he is. Is it feels like a and the Leonard prison riot? Shoves him to the ground, and his glasses fall off. And late that night, alone in the that part of the mm-hmm. ward, Leonard finds his glasses with a piece missing. With a piece missing, and he goes over and he picks up the piece, and he picks up the glasses, and he sits down at the table. And he sets the glasses down and it's amazing in the same way that it's amazing that Robin Williams was able to act despair and comedy simultaneously in Good Morning Vietnam. It's amazing that Robert De Niro, while heavily physically ticking, can show frustration, understanding and acceptance Mm -hmm. in his face while his face is ticking. With ticks, we're still able to read emotions clearly. His whole body is is in motion at this point too. And, He's in full body. And little modulations of the mm-hmm. ticks. Once he he what he's trying to do is put the piece of glass back, back in the glasses. the glasses. And when he realizes he doesn't have the motor control to do it, there's a subtle change in his in his whole physicality. The t- he's still ticking. It's very fluid, but there's a subtle change that shows like a weird resignation. And like he's no longer fighting it anymore. It's it's bizarre. Like the rigidity. I was terrified yeah. that he was going to cut his wrists with mm-hmm. the piece of glass. And when we find him on the floor, Penny Marshall, we don't see his hands. We see his wrists down and there's weird shadows around him. I think it was intended to leave it ambiguous yeah. as to whether or not he tried to kill himself. And you're like, please don't have given up. Please. At this point, like, please don't. And Robin Williams comes into the ward and he sees his glasses, but he doesn't see Leonard. He walks past him. He turns back. He sees that Leonard is on the ground, like kind of slumped, completely resigned, ticking slightly against a pole like he's beaten. This Mm -hmm. is Leonard reduced to nothing. And Leonard looks up at him and he goes, help me. So there's three lines in a row. We did them in reverse order. Right, right. But it starts with help me. Then it goes to we see Robin Williams agonizing over the amount of medication that Leonard is Oh, given. he keeps like upping, upping the, dosage. the doses, upping the doses, trying to get this under control. So he says, help me. And then he says, don't give up on me. And finally, he says, learn from me. <laughs> yeah. It's an amazing sequence of scenes back to back to back. And, um, there's you're a comic book guy as well oh yeah there's a have you ever read frank miller's batman year one Mm, yes there's a brilliant moment in that comic which is important to the batman mythos and important to people in general because the the batman the frank miller's takes on batman are like operatic and mythic and in this moment there's a parallel to leonard when in year one um 
No, it's not in year. Yeah, it is in year one. It's either in year one or in Dark Knight Returns. Now I'm second guessing myself, but there's right. a moment where Bruce Wayne gets fucked up. I think it's in year one. Or yeah, I think it's in year one. He gets super, super hurt, and he crawls back to the Batcave or, or to uh, Wayne Manor, and he slumps down in his chair, just like ble- he's bleeding to death. And there's a bell on the table, and he, he has. There's a moment where a bat flies through the window, and he decides to become the bat, and he reaches out and he rings the bell, and Alfred comes and saves his life, which means that Bruce Wayne had a choice. Ring the bell or don't ring the bell? Ask for help or die. Yeah. Was his choice. And he sits there and what what births... Frank Miller shows us that what creates Batman is a willingness to accept help. A submission to circumstance. Knowing that you have limits and asking people to help you move past them. And that is what Leonard does right here. He's laying on the ground and he could either have continued to fight against... Uh, Robin Williams until you know the ticks overtook him and they withheld his medicine and he went back into catatonia but he chooses to fight because he asks for help ring Hmm? what'd you say well that's sort of my thesis for the whole movie is sort of that whole thing like knowing when you need help ringing the bell or dying and knowing what limitations are in the very beginning of the movie the first thing that we discover is the borrowing will borrow the will of a ball yeah right and then finding these things that, that trigger with other people. One of the one of the patients couldn't walk unless he had the human contact from other person. As soon as you lose a contact, he falls away. So from it's like humans, we do need each other and we borrow the will of other humans. Asking 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 for asking help. for help and accepting right. help when it's given. And that's like that's climbing the mountain and having somebody on, on your belay. On your belay. Not right. being not being too too proud to accept a leg up yeah and, that's, that, and that's true in any situation there's a denouement to this trilogy of scenes with the three most heartrending lines you'll ever see this is this is the moment where penny marshall knows that she can give you three things that will break your heart in a row without any love without releasing without tension. letting you go and it all it works this I cried. This is the moment he says "help me." From that point, for like the rest of the movie, there's steady tears, mm-hmm. and I'm crying so hard I have to stop the movie twice. That's amazing, and it's not like that. Like the Notebook. Oh my god! Oh right, it's not it's a walk not, to remember. And no, like, no, no. Oh my god, he took her to the three places at once. This is not that cheap Hollywood cry. Right. This is this hits you in a. It hit well. It hit me. Maybe some people like when they see the Notebook, they just break down in tears because look, it's real romance. It's not. It's bullshit. But right. I actually do like that movie. But this is like a human. It's that inf- it's infirmity and the fact that so much of it takes place in hospitals. Like this is a place where we all eventually end up. Mm-hmm. We will all go to a hospital. We won't all die in hospitals, but a good portion of us will. And it's something that we all fear. Yeah, deteriorating, mm-hmm. infirmity, loss of control. That suddenly you're not healthy. Right. All of that. The most terrifying thing is the idea of losing control of your body. Yes. Like, like you know. Oh my like oh my god if like it's 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 the joke in the commercial I've fallen and I can't get up but think about the terror of falling and suddenly realizing that your body's not able to be, to stand again right. out of nowhere that's horrifying and the movie breaks your heart because it allows hope to live and there's something it, it's cathartic yes. it's cathartic because it hurts you so bad but it's still it lets it sh- keeps showing that like that life affirming. No, but not, I think not it's, it. it's I, you know more... what I, I think it's I think it's the fighting. The next line is the three doctors standing in a row talking to the mother. And she's she says, you know, I had a healthy baby boy and I didn't ask any questions. You know, I was grateful. And then when he got sick, there was no one for me to turn to and say, like, please make this stop. My boy is suffering now. I can I say like he looks she looks at Robin Williams and she's saying she says, my boy is my boy is in pain. Or something like that. Or my boy is my boy is suffering, or my boy is in pain. Basically, she says like, P- "Stop treating him. The treatment is hurting him." Because all this new stuff that's causing the pain and these other things, right? It's like that when medication. he got sick, there was no one I could stop. But I, why don't we let him be sick again? Because at least when he was sick, he wasn't hurting. And he, she says, "You know, my my boy is my boy is in pain." And Robin Williams says, "He's fighting." And she says, "He's losing," and that's the end of the scene. But I wrote down, 
Yeah, but he's fighting. Yeah, but he's still fighting, right? That's there's, you know, how whatever macho criticisms there are for it. There's a reason that the movie and book three and story of three hundred just tears my heart out. Not there's a reason that Saving Private Ryan is such an affecting movie, even for people who are like absolutely opposed to war. Right, showing because hu- it's still showing humans in extreme situations refusing to, to refusing to bend. Even if it breaks them. Even when it breaks them. <laughs> yeah. Even when the last breath is gone from their bodies. There's a the bit at the end of 300. People are going to laugh at me, but I, I cry at the end of 300 all the time because Leonidas is essentially dead on the battlefield. He's full of arrows. He cannot fight. He can't hold a sword up. So what does he do? He yells. He's, he's not fucking done. Like he's, he's not done. He's dead on the battlefield. He's nothing left can't lift a sword surrounded by his enemies but he can scream at him and he does like that eventually leonard does slip slip back down oh fuck but but he fought for so long he fought so hard and he went back and he used his fight to inspire other people to fight and he didn't wither in the face of his withering he let it break him he let it he let it break him rather than than bend to it you know he didn't bend like a reed in the wind oh you know he could have like he could have just laid back down and given up to this he could have cut maybe a couple days or a week off of the horrible ticks and like the moment when he he loved having the feel of that that the air of the fan in his face when he there's a beautiful scene that epitomizes his fight when he is in his suit he's in his brown suit and he's combing his hair and it's so hard for him to comb his hair but he you can see will it's not like i'm forcing my hand it's 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 robert de niro showing you will in his eyes i will this comb this comb is gonna part my hair fucking hair and You've never given so much of a shit about a hair hair combing before. Be like, and you're rooting for him to be able to comb his hair too. And then, like it's, fuck. Penny Marshall, the the writers and Penny Marshall manage the most amazing A to B I've ever seen in a scene. Start in one place, end somewhere totally different. When he sits down to say goodbye to his love interest, the girl that he's been talking mm-hmm. to. He's sitting across from her and he's shaking and ticking much less than normal. And when you see his face, you realize it's because he is supremely willing himself to not be totally like losing it with ticks. So like, you know, the ticks are uncontrollable, but he is able to to bear them down to just mildly uncomfortable rather than like openly disturbing. And she, you can tell she's uncomfortable by it. Yes, she is. Yes, she She, is. And I like that she played that too. She could have played like that weird Mother Teresa, like, oh, it doesn't bother me. No, but it does. It does. She's uncomfortable. Yeah, she doesn't. And I love that about her. It's honest. It's so honest because it it upsets her to see him. And she doesn't. As it would anybody. She's she's like, I went to work and I went dancing with my friends and uh, didn't really do anything else. She's really awkward because he's an uncomfortable thing to look at for her. And she's Mm -hmm. playing playing that honestly. And then he gets up and he says, you know, like, they're never, she's, yep. he's like, I've never done any of those things. And she's like, you will. And he goes, no, they're never going to let me out of here. And they shouldn't. I'm not well, as you can see. Right. And he's like, and you're not going to see me anymore. Yep. And I wanted to he's say goodbye. goodbye. And he reaches out to shake her hand. And she doesn't let go of his hand. And he is, can, like, doesn't realize it at first and turns to go. And she's holding him and she, pulls herself to him and puts her his arm around her and you realize oh she went dancing with her friends he's never going to get to do that dance with her so she's going to dance with him so they start dancing and the slowness and the subtle smooth way in which robert de niro portrays what happens next is incredible because it could have just been like a snap Mm -hmm. and it wouldn't have worked at all but gradually as they dance, his ticks go away completely. Yeah. And they're dancing in the middle of the cafeteria. And she's crying and he's in agony. No he's he's in but you know what he's 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 hurting that this moment is their goodbye. 
but he's still relishing he's the small moment. It. Yeah. Which is his whole point. Yeah. It's one of the it's in in the way that learn from me is devastatingly heartbreakingly sad. This is so it, it's the most uplifting heartbreak I've ever seen. Yeah. I love it. I absolutely adore it and I had to again like I missed dialogue because yeah. I was fucking <laughs> sobbing, but I loved it, man. Yes. It's amazing. It's it's a it's one of the and that could, again, man. It speaks to the writing and to, and to Penny Marshall and and the actors too. That could have been a very cheesy like, oh, I'll dance with you one time. You know, like yeah, it could have you could have really done this fucking cheap. cheesy. You could have done it wasn't, this cheap. It was sweet. You know what made it work is they didn't do dialogue. There was no dialogue. There wasn't any from the handshake to the next scene. There's not a word. Mm-hmm. He says goodbye. That's the last word we hear is goodbye, and he shakes her hand, and then she pulls him into a dance and they start dancing and neither of them say anything you know why because neither of them have to say anything there's they understand each other they understand each other in a way that is that's usually called love we don't see any courtship or anything this is not a. I love their relationship in this movie by the way it's awesome because it is sort of like a romance but it isn't it's a general. Right. It's an interest, in, and they both do care about each other. And this is kind of like it's a love story where the where it's a romance with life. Yeah, and she's part of life. She's part of the beauty of him being not catatonic. Yeah, and damn the the tag at the end where we find out that she still comes and reads to him. Yeah, and he's back completely catatonic, and she's reading reading to him. To him. So. Again, back to the first time that I watched this movie ever in a movie theater, mm-hmm. I stay. I was crying so hard. And I kept. I kept repeating. I remember. I think about this a lot actually. When I, whenever I start crying, uh-huh. is she still reads to him? That is what love is. She still fucking reads to him, dude. Yeah. However often that is, if it's every day, every week, every month, doesn't matter. She still fucking finds time to go. And read to him. You know why? Because once upon a time, he told her that her father, her can, father hear can hear it. So. She fucking reads to him, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> I'm with you, man. She, In the way that Robin Williams made all of the nurses care. Yeah. And gave them. Because that, that's what we see. That's the last montage is they all become catatonic again. Yep. All of them. They all go back to catatonia. And the tag at the end is that there were some moments of, because he kept, that doctor kept trying new treatments and different. New drugs as they new became drugs available. New drugs became available. And, and there were some people that would come up. Leonard came up a couple of other times. But never as But never as dramatically as that. Yeah. They were able to wake, and get get more. They called them awakenings. Awakenings, right. And, but none as dramatic as the summer. And the other really fucked up sign out is... Um, that Robin Williams, you know, he had Parkinson's. Yeah, right. yeah, Louis body disease. So one, one of the medications that he was on was that medication. Really? Yes. Yeah, he was on L-dopa, whatever that is. The like, yeah. So, wow. How fucking crazy is that, dude? Like that was in the like the IMDb section is like funny footnote that. Funny footnote. Funny wow, footnote. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's uh. It's brutal. Oh, my wife is home. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect timing. Um, do you have anything else for the movie? I, I don't. I just... A lot of movies we like. You're going to go watch this movie. It's just... If you haven't seen it, it's it's uh, it's well worth it. Watch it with somebody you love or don't love. Just <laughs> like, watch, just watch yeah, it. Want, yeah, just, just watch it. Watch it however you can with whoever you can. Mm-hmm. Whenever you can. This is... And I, we talked about it before the show. This is a Schindler's List kind of movie yeah it's a great movie it's a genius movie you maybe will watch it three times in your life yeah this is not gonna be like your saturday go-to you're like hey guys it's friday night you want to watch awakenings heavy as hell (laughs) unless you if you got cinephile friends who are like really down to watch like if you're if you're doing some deep watching with people if you're a de niro fan or a williams fan and haven't seen this again though it's a schindler's list movie because if you're gonna watch de niro for fun you do a godfather or taxi driver or yeah fair enough exactly but this is yeah, this is definitely like one of the movies worth watching. This is a this is a man. It and you feel good when you're done. Mm-hmm. You feel wrung out. You're a little a little dehydrated and you need some salt. Out your back eyeballs. In, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um. So yeah, awakenings. Awakenings. We got one more 
We got one more. Oh, shit. I don't know. I don't know about... Shit. Let's just not do it. No, I'm <laughs> do it. Let's do let's do toys instead. Toy Story 3, Schindler's no. Toy Box. Schindler's Toy Story. <laughs> Schindler's Tolstoy? That do you ever see Toy Story 3? I don't want to talk about that either. The animated film that Stop makes it. you sob fuck, in the fucking theater? Fuck you. All right. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> okay, There's like two two parts in particular Guys, that are just horrible. Hold tight. September exploitation's coming. Yeah, we got we're getting through <laughs> Robin Williams month and then we're gonna watch some Black this is, Dynamite. This is heavy as hell. Yes. You know what's funny is I don't think we're watching Black Dynamite. Isn't it? Black Dolomite. Oh, we're, we're watching Black Caesar. We're watching Black Caesar. We're watching the Mac. Oh my god. We're watching I love the Mac. Um, caged Heat, Roger Roger Corman's Caged Heat, Women in Cages, <laughs> and we're watching. It's a, it's not a misogynistic thing. It's a subgenre of exploitation film. It's called Women in Cages. It's pretty awesome. Um, and then we're watching uh, Truck Turner. Yeah, love it. <laughs> love it. Three black exploitation films, and then Cage one yeah one cage exploitation prison women in prison movies. Right. Um. So yeah. So that's coming up. There's gonna be some laughs, but not till we. Get we, we gotta go to get hell through, and back go to hell and back and then we got our shootout. second shootout oh damn we set ourselves up for some shit some failure what the fuck were <laughs> we thinking with this list dude shootout ever god damn it okay so we have some things to do before we yeah leave. we got some we gotta, housekeeping we are a uh, listener supported podcast True. and if you like what we do uh, and the length at which we do it fucking you know, four and a half hours on <laughs> awakening a bunch of this will end up on Patreon fair enough, probably. Fair enough yeah. um, so head on over to patreon.com slash Max Peterson, where you can get shout outs on the show. You can get our uh, season zero, which is a bunch of episodes we recorded back seven in seven full length episodes. Um, and yeah, we referenced several times in this show. Uh, there's we actually have done two Patreon series now. God, we, that's right. Oh, yeah, they're yeah. both live too. We just, yeah, we just released uh, the two part House of Wax extravaganza. That was a fun experience. That whole day was a yeah. blast. Yeah, blasty blast. So that's a that's a round table of four good and drunk and loaded up on chicken <laughs> tacos. Awesome. <laughs> Just talking about fucking wax and I think we tagged Paris Hilton pretty hard like we did. over and over it was and fairly over. Fairly brutal. Yeah. <laughs> Our critique of Paris Hilton was harsher than her death scene in the yeah. movie. Shit. You should hear how many did you listen to it yet? I haven't. The no. twenty nine different line readings of uh <laughs> 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 we take her to task, motherfuckers. Oh, shit. Go listen to it. Anyway, um, so speaking of Patreon, we have some patrons to thank. John Scheibe, Casey Scheibe. This movie takes place in New York. Please watch it and tell us how what much New York is? shit we got wrong. Yeah, All of it. She's like, yeah, none of that what you said at all. Except for how they make the hot dogs. The Brooklyn is a place <laughs> right? in New York. <laughs> it's pronounced New York. It is pronounced New York. There you are, guys got that there right. There are trains. Um, hot dogs can kill you. Yes. And All of the, everything else, not even close. <laughs> so thank you guys. We hope you liked this episode and please correct us and comment. I get texts from her all the time after episodes where she's like, uh, she she commutes to work via train and she's like, I'm creepy laughing in the back because apparently we make her laugh. Bird and I. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah. That's fantastic. So making people creepy laugh in public is always my goal. <laughs> 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 exactly, just, yeah, like that. just like that. Um, so we also have to thank John Connor Sweeney. John Connor Sweeney. <laughs> Listen, John Connor, let me make you come if you want to live. Ooh. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, I did. I took a classic line, made it sexual. You married it. I married it into a into an innuendo about performing some sort of sexual act on our Filating? page. Filating? Filating a patron? I think hand job was what was in my head. Gibber. The jibber is that what it's I, called? I prefer to call that a jibber. The old jibber. A jibber. Why do you call it the jibber? Like a hand job. Hand jibber. Job jib jibber. Jibber. Hand yeah. job jib jibber. Yep. It's a. I mean, natural progression, really. See, I've always, I've always called it skin in the pole. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I like to do it. <laughs> Welcome home, bird. I like. To, yeah, my wife just got them. I like to do it with those gardening gloves that have the, the little grip on, on them. it. Yeah. <sighs> Just the skin don't slip. Just (laughs) (laughs) an odd number of gardening. You know how when you wear three condoms, it's safer and you don't get diseases. If you wear three gardening gloves, you take off more of that dead dermis and get down to the good nerves that are still alive. Down to the good dermis. Down to the good dermis. The non-herpidermis. I've gone completely off the rails. The non-herpidermis. I have no idea where we are. Saying thank you to Connor Connor Sweeney. Sweeney. That's what we're doing. Right on. (laughs) Okay, cool. Well, 
let's also say thank you. Actually, you know what? I can't take this one. You're gonna have to do the next thank you because you got some. Can we, do we have? Oh, any? we can go. We can do, do it, it on the show. Do it. So uh, we'd also like to thank my fiance, Darnell. Darnell. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Danielle Pelsha. She said yes, bro. She did. Just a couple days ago. Oh my god. I know. I, I proposed her. You did. I did. How'd you do it? You oh chuck a god. ring at her face I and said, gave her. I said, "Here's a ring. Fucking marry me." And she was like, "Now." And Darnell was like, "Don't you ever talk to me that Dar- way again?" Darnell. Darnell said, "Take your dick out your pants." I'm like, "Oh, oh, here." here? <laughs> all these people in front of everybody no man Are you okay? when when i saw it's uh, the video is up on facebook the other day and when i saw the marquee oh the at state the state theater, theater i was like <gasps> i had a mini awakenings moment <laughs> yeah i also had a little uh you know true the true love the best romantic movie ever the notebook Mm-hmm. I had a notebook moment. You had a notebook moment? Oh, shit. Oh, my Did God, I dude. Gosling you? you gosling the <laughs> shit out of it. I was like, they're laying in under the streets light and the truck something. I can't quit you. Spit on your hand. Yeah. No, that's a different <laughs> That's movie. a different. I can't quit you. Spit on your hand. Have you never seen Brokeback Mountain? I have. He's, it's more of a spit no, in the. No, no, no. It's a he, spit in the. No, kinda, it's not then, that. I remember a, like a, I remember a more delicate spit oh my into God. the tips of his fingers. I remember when he, no, he rolls him over. He rolls Jake Gyllenhaal over. Oh, gives I him a, And then he he literally, I, I remember the sound. Oh, it's like he a, th- It's like a, it's, I'm doing it right into the mic so people get it. It's like a. Oh, boy. Well, I remembered it was so much more tender than that. It's not tender at Maybe all. Maybe my brain was fixing it. Maybe. You're bra- making it more your brain was tender. Like, yeah, could be. I wanted them making love, not <laughs> fucking. <laughs> I I can't. I would have to spit. Yeah, it's it's bad. It's bad. He gets a handful of grease out his mouth. It's basically what I'm <laughs> just like butt, like an old skillet. Full By the of- way, I would like to let you know because I have your headphones in. When I blew directly into the mic, I blew the diaphragm, so the mic was dead for like five seconds. Are you serious? Yeah, it's back now. Hey, hello, welcome back. But so, so thank you, Daniel, future wife Pelshaw. Right. Carl can't quit you. I can't quit you. I can't quit you or quit you and no butt stuff. This didn't go where I wanted no, it, it to. No, it didn't. I hoped it That's would be cute. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Have you heard our podcast? Shit. <laughs> That's about as good as we can hope for to go yeah. out on. Um, so yeah, my my weird improv outros are just bullshit. So we're gonna have to find some new way. To are you really? Close I the like show. Them. They're terrible, Carl. Oh no! Half the time, no. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we'll just. <laughs> How do you find something funny in Awakenings to like tag up on? Uh, well, we went out serious. Good night, sleep tight. Hope you don't wake up shaking. <laughs>